Voicemail? Yes, voicemail. I'm such a silly goose. Every time I hear your voice on that thing, I think it's you and I start chatting away. Yeah. Thank you for answering. I know you're very busy. What do you want, Edith? Can't a friend just call a friend on the telephone? We're not friends. It hurts when you say things like that. Edith, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't want a thing from you. Yeah, but, you know... I just... I'd like us to meet. I thought I made myself clear on that. Your intention is clear. Your reason... I don't need to tell you my reasons. My reasons would just hurt your feelings. You could never hurt me. Edith, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you... Don't. I'm going to have to ask you not to call here again. It's not you, it's me. I just got out of a relationship, and I'm not looking to start another one right now. (laughs) You sound like one of those books about extracting yourself from a clingy suitor. I'm serious. I don't think I can help you. You're the only one that can. You've called me, what, a dozen times so far? Who's counting? And I still don't know what you want. I want us to meet, silly. I need for us to meet. Yeah, but why me? You called me out of the blue, coming on to me, and- Coming on to you? What on earth do you mean? Uh, Okay, fine. I I don't know what your intent was, but you say I can help you, and I don't even know you. I don't know what you want or who you are. All the more reason for us to meet. Come to my house. Sit with me for tea. We can talk about it. Talk about what? You needn't raise your voice. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Now when would you like to come over for tea? I'm not, Edith. I'm not. I'm sorry to be so blunt, but I never want to speak to you again. Well, I have to say, for someone who doesn't want to talk to me, you certainly keep on talking. Goodbye, Edith. Wait, let me explain- I wish I could tell you how much I enjoy these little chats. I'm sorry, Larry. If there was anyone else I could call, then I would, but... Supervisor's on my ass, man. He's pissed they won't let him put a clock in our private cells, so he's watching everybody like a hawk. He finds me with this phone in my ear, and he'll put me on graveyard shift. What for? This is official company business. You work for the mobile company, and you're helping a customer block a number. Private favors for friends are not official company business. At least not for my pay grade. I don't know where else to turn. I put a ticket in, man. You should have been able to block her by now. She called again. Like I say, you should have been able to block it. If she's still getting through, well, bitch has some skills. That's all I can say. Yeah, this is pointless. New phone, new number. That should solve it. I can't afford a new phone right now. I don't know what to tell you. That's the best solution. Is that what you would do? I'd go with a prepaid burner for a few months so she'd lose the scent, but basically, yeah. I was thinking about another idea. 
Why do I not like the sound of that? Reverse directory. Reverse directory what? Are you thinking it's a landline? I don't know why, but yeah. Call it a feeling. There's something old-fashioned about her. Well, I can't help you, man. We're a cellular company. Uh, You'd have to contact Ma Bell or one of the other dinosaurs for that info. If they even keep those directories anymore. Besides, what's your plan there? Go and talk to her? I don't know. Because that's exactly what she wants. You show up at her house, she's going to interpret that as interest, which is exactly what you don't want to do. I guess. I just want to know something she doesn't know. Get something on her for a change, you know? Not really. You're being stalked, Carl. The general strategy for that is to stay away from your stalker. Don't go to their house for tea. What? I said don't go to her house. No, that that bit about tea. What was that? What? Did I say something about tea? Yeah, you know what? Never mind. Do you know someone at the phone company? The old phone company, I mean? No, but... God, why do I keep doing this? I do have an idea. What? Well, in college, this young lad used to work at a process servers downtown. Old school outfit in the basement below an office supply store. They had a shelf full of reverse directories. If I call them up and find someone who remembers me... Could you? I just need her address. Your wish is my command, apparently. But you and I are going to have a talk about identity security over many, many drinks, which you'll be buying. Get me? Of course, of course. Thank you. Larry? Just don't shoot the messenger, okay? I I promise, I won't. What do you got? First, how do you feel about hiring a private investigator? What? Process servers out of business, and some private eye bought all their reference books. Naturally, she was happy to help. For a fee. How much? Oh, you'll be getting a bill. What? Rather than listen to you him and haw for two weeks, I hired a lady and told her to bill you because you want to know the address, right? Or does the wind blow from the other direction today? Well, it's... it's not that... Carl. Fine. Good boy. 124 Sycamore. What? I know. Sounds like leave it to Beaver. But there is a 100 block of Sycamore Street. It's a nice little subdivision 90 years ago. Yeah, but isn't that all industrial now? Mostly. But I street viewed it. There's a broken-ass house between a machine shop and an Amazon warehouse. The place is there. You'll just need a security escort and a tetanus shot to go visit it. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate it. Two words of advice? Yeah? Don't. Go. This can't be right. It just can't.
make any sense. Larry? Are you in? Why are you calling me? You can't expect me to do all that legwork for you and not be a little bit curious. Plus, if you're on the line with me when the maniac stabs you in the face, I can call 911. Well, you're very reassuring. So are you in? Yeah. It was open. What do you mean, open? I mean, I knocked on the door and it just fell open. The place is abandoned, Larry. Weird. A neighborhood like that, someone should have bulldozed it by now. Yeah. And it's not like other abandoned places I've seen. Remember when I worked for that hazard cleanup company? Your hazmat and bleach period. Sure. We did a lot of drug houses. Not where they were cooking meth or anything, but we did a lot of places where users were squatting. The far gone people, you know? Yeah. Hang on. I just got an email from our investigator lady. There would always be dirty mattresses on the floor, lots of tags and spray paint on the walls. Smelled like piss, always. 100% of the time. This house has none of that. I mean, it's not clean, but it's not wrecked either. It's like everyone just steered clear. Oh god. What is it? There's a, a rotary phone here. They have the number on that little sticker right in the center of the dial. It's the same, Larry. This is Edith's house. Yeah, about that. You need to get out of there. What do you mean? I have the I had the private eye CC her report to me, Carl. Have you read it yet? No, it just came, right? Just get out of there. That house. That woman, Edith. There's history there, Carl. You need to get out. Why? It's murder. What? Back in the 70s, she killed her husband, man. He was going to leave her, and she offed him with a kitchen knife, and then... She slit her wrists right there in the living room. I... I don't... What? Just get out of there, man. Hang on, I got another call. Wait, don't. Hello? You came. What? You came at last. Oh, darling. You don't know what that means to me. Edith? Please, make yourself at home. We have so much to talk about. Edith, where are you calling from? Of course. This place is a mess. I'm a mess, too. You should have warned me, dear. I would have fixed my face for you. No matter now. You're here. You're actually here. Oh, I can't tell you how wonderful this feels. Where's here, Edith? Where am I? Oh, you're in my home, darling. Then where... where are you? Don't you? That's simple. Just turn around. <laughs> this has been Edith from the Icebox Radio Theater. Our play star Justin Kapla as Kyle. Ian Hall as Larry, and Scotta Turner was Edith. Script written and directed by Jeffrey Adams, who also did sound effects and post-production. This program from the Icebox Radio Theater was made possible in part by the voters of Minnesota, 
through a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board, thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. For more information, visit iceboxradio.org. Gee.